Yo, what's good, everybody? And welcome to the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down the new hip-hop projects track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. The kinds of albums that we talk about over here is stuff like DMX's Exodus 1-7 Project. Um, my name is Holden Stefan Roy, and basically, I'm going to be recording this introductory part of this project before the album comes out even, just to kind of save myself a little bit of time. And I am so excited to be here and doing this album review. I mean, first, rest in peace to DMX because it's the saddest shit ever. I'm a huge fan of DMX. I have loved DMX's music since I'm like 12 years old. I'm 33 now. It's almost a third of my life that I've been just kind of into him. I can remember years and years of just memorizing his stuff and just fucking rapping along and being the corniest motherfucker ever while doing it. But for real... It wasn't until even I got into this album review journey that I truly got to appreciate the the depth and strength and character that DMX like brings to the table. He's just such a he's just such a powerful force and like you just hear all these stories like girls would go up to the room to go to DMX expecting one thing and it turns out DMX busted out the Bible and started preaching at them and all he ever wanted to do is make people better and his music just captures such a powerful mix of of the pain of of the struggle of the grind of the success of everything kind of blended into this beautiful ball of passion and delivery and I really just I love his music I love his voice I, I like a lot of it I even like I've listened to quite a fair bit of it. I'd say like 85% of his catalog. Um, And he's one of those dudes that it doesn't really matter how good or bad the shit is. When X is there, I feel like it really comes through. And for me, it's like this project. Yo, I've been waiting for this project for a long, long, long time, right? Like I remember when Undisputed dropped or whatever, when Bill Bill like a bitch and that came out when he was doing the MGK stuff. And I was like, kind of hopeful that was his like comeback and then the the jail stuff happened and it was really sad and I just kept rooting for him and rooting for him and rooting for him and and just hoping he would like flip around and well we all know what ended up happening in the saddest of sads but I guess the lukewarm situation gets the positive spin of the exodus albums out um we we, we get to listen to it and we get to finally hear it this last project with with the features, the Bono feature, all of it. I haven't even heard the singles. I've heard nothing off of it coming into this. So for me, it's like a fresh perspective. I'm recording this right now. It's 10.58 p.m. I don't know when the album's going to come out, but when it does, I'm actually going to go live on Twitch. And I'm going to listen to the tracks for the first time, and I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on each song. So I do ask a little bit that you bear with me when I don't, if I don't catch everything. I just really I can't wait. I've been waiting so long for this project and I just I just want to hear it right like like in a way it's like I kind of like haven't really like fully accepted you know the whole situation it's it's like it's sad to me that there will not come a time in my life that I can go see DMX perform or or really just do any of those other things so at least we get this this album to go through and I don't know it's emotional for me to try to like like, I'm not, like, the most emotional person, but just the idea of all of this, the, the whole circumstances that Swizz finishes it up and gets it to us in such a prompt fashion and that this is the album that he wanted to make. Apparently, the Pop Smoke feature is not on there because it wasn't the right song for the album. 
and this album contains the last story that Earl wanted us to hear. So it's like, I'm really excited to get into it. As for the title, as I understand it, it's Exodus 1-7, which is a Bible verse from the book of Exodus. Uh, but the people of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. I think that's a beautiful like message because that's what he wanted to do is to like have people just kind of embrace the best of who they were to grow and multiply his people, the people around him, and just, you know, on the spiritual journey. It's such a beautiful idea that the last thing that he's communicating to us is to have his people go forth, be fruitful, be prosperous, you know, live all the best stuff. It's beautiful. But also just the title Exodus, like, I don't know if that was just posthumously given in light of the circumstances or not, but just the idea of exiting or the leaving, the leaving of everything, the great exit of life. And I don't know, it's just sad as fuck. And then I don't know a thousand percent if this is going to be the final album cover. I believe it is, but just the way the tattoos across his neck with the chain in his face and you just see the bottom half, the lips just fucking there and you know who it is. You've seen that. You've seen that guy before. It's very iconic, even though you don't even get to see like his full face on it. And it's just grayscaled and emotionless and just kind of reminiscent of the strength of his character just kind of exudes because of all the minimalism in it and i like it a lot um anyway as soon as the album's out you're gonna catch me popping up again having just listened to that's my dog yeah that's a real real fucking strong start to the project in my opinion I love the beat. It's just got that bumpiness to it. It just makes you want to fucking move. It just bops. And then uh, this is a lot better than in the live stream that Swizz Beats was doing where he just kept restarting the song a hundred times. So I really appreciated that. I love the hook. It's just, it just fucking bops. It just, it's so, it's like chanty. It's repetitious, but it also doesn't really get annoying. It's just Swizz. Like, that's my dog, you know? And it just fucking shouts it out. And it's just pure love in that. And then you got that little bridge to do it for the have-nots, do it for the low-lives. It's almost like the mission statement and mantra of, like, everything that the Rough Riders and DMS and them stood for the entire way through it. Um, and it sets up this gritty start to the project, right? Like, almost like we're going all the way back to the beginning a little bit. We have the locks with it. I'm not even going to lie. I can't tell the fucking difference between the styles and chic. Like, pfft. I couldn't tell you which one was which in each verse. Um, but, yo, off the jump, the energy is just fucking incredible. Like, everything about the lyricism is pristine and crisp and just has this gritty fucking energy. Like, yo, we are the real dark ones coming through from these situations that you can't even imagine. It's the dark for, like, something you don't know about. No pot to piss in, no window to throw it out. Like... You, you can't relate to the kind of poverty and environment that they're existing in. And in a lot of ways, in a lot of places, while in some, some places it does exist, for a lot of us, it just really isn't the same reality that it used to be. And I feel like the verse just flows through. I'm not going to go through all the bars because it's like fucking 12 or 7 a.m. And I don't want to like be breaking down shit that's so atmospheric like this. It doesn't require this deep analysis. It's just his delivery is so calm. It's just so in the pocket. It's just so his voice is just so level and steady with it i just feel like it fits it feels like i'm listening to something that could have come out like 20 years ago but also just fucking comes out today and yeah like you just feel it you feel like where they come from but also this sense of just looking back 
Um, I really like the way this ends here. We see we playing with bullets, y'all playing with blades, no handguns, we all playing with case. I feel like that's like strong, you know? Like I'm not gonna do the best with breakdowns today, everyone. Just just bear with me. I know I just I wanted to hear the album. I was so fucking eager. I've been waiting so long. But um just the strength of that. Like we come in with bullets, blades, you know, like an elevation with that. But then just to drop it, no handguns, we're playing with case, like just feel stronger. Like we fucking literally just mashing your face and holding bullets and shit is what I'm picturing. It's just like a strength of it. Like we don't even need the weaponry almost. Anyway, if one of these I come with fucking grenades, exactly how many times do I have to say? Like it's just it's strong. It's just harsh. Like it's got like this intensity and grittiness to it that I just really appreciate. It just fits like kinda it's kinda like what you're hoping for when you hear the idea of a DMX project coming. The chorus kicks back in. I feel like the next verse, it flows in exactly with a different kind of tone, but the same kind of vibe with it is super interesting. I love the call to New York. Um, I just like the overall general. Like, ain't got a call from you when my mom was in the morgue or I needed money, so how the fuck is you my dog? Get a little older, seen shit for what it was. Yeah, I know you no longer, but I like him for what he does. And that sentiment of just, you know, recognizing that as time goes on, people aren't legitimate for you. It feels just super familiar to me. But at the same time, I feel like I haven't got through it. For those watching on the YouTube live, I'm just letting you know I'm recording this review for like later. So I appreciate it. Like you can watch or not. I'm just going to be running through my combo part though. Um, and yeah, I just uh, I just really like the verse. And then the, the third one is the same kind of feel. I, I don't really know that I can add so much more criticism or constructiveness to it without being super repetitive. But the bars are just great. The energy on it just follows through in particular. And then DMX just kicks in. And when he just drops, it's like, ah, I don't know. It felt just so refreshing. It felt like, again, I'm back in time listening to something that that is just delivered so properly. You, you have that, like, youthful energy coming in his delivery. Like, you almost can't believe he's in his late 40s dropping this. Um, the bars are fine. They are exactly what they are. When it comes to DMX, I feel like it's a lot more about the way he delivers it and the way he lands everything just so fluidly and fucking perfectly. And it's just exactly that. Every syllable is just crisp, that growly, everything. The passion is just fucking right there. And and it just hits properly. Um, overall, I, I don't know that there's anything in there that i find like overtly super quotable it's just more the atmosphere of this track just smashes out like everything i could have wanted to start off this project and gives you off from like a he, he said he wanted this to be like a story right and i suppose if you're going to tell the story of a person's life you are going to start off at the beginning parts the struggle ish the, the the where it all came from and then bringing the locks in with swiss beats on the hook like it's almost like bringing it back to where it just became from and I thought that was super fucking cool. So I'm going to give this track a four and a half on five for real. It's fucking great. Let's move on to the next one, Bath Salts. This song is fucking hype too. I really like this. So I was listening to this on the fucking like Instagram night thing. And like Swiss kept running it back. And that like sound got like really grating. But yo, when you just hear it like that in the beat with the way that it shifts in the pitch and stuff. It's one of those really cool sounds that like captures your attention instantly but like blends so well into this mix that like it just sounds so good that I, I like it. It serves as this like powerful cadence to hold down the track and give it this like intense atmosphere that the beat just kind of builds around. And then right off the jump, you have Jay-Z just like fucking smashing it. Like Hova's still living, Coca-Cola's the sponsor. 
that's like a fucking big flex you know <laughs> like i like i love it when jay-z just shows up and does like the super i'm fucking successful things like i just fucking smashed this out the park with flexes that literally nobody else can touch <laughs> and I, I really appreciate that and just the airy delivery he has here like everything's just so f like perfectly placed that's what i love about these three verses that we get and what's nifty is there's this chorus on genius I don't know where that shit was. I feel like we just listened to this track. And maybe that was played by like Swizz or something on the live or something. And somebody put it there. But shit, man. It was just the three verses back to back. Like this fucking cypher-esque feel. Each of them coming through. Dropping their energy. Just being like fucking top tier talent in this hip-hop game. Just representing the finest New York has to offer. And like excellence, age, like wine to perfection and shit. Um... And, uh, yeah, no. So I feel like that was super, like, fresh. I just really, really appreciated it. Um, as far as the bars go, it's flexy. I mean, I'm not really going to comment too much on them. I feel like Jay-Z's just doing his thing makes it really great. It's, like, really billionaire flexing. <laughs> like, I need a harem. Like, yeah, I could see how Jay-Z's coming like that. Um, I'm feeling like a baron. All I need is a castle. I mean, it's at a certain point where it's, like, yeah, I, I could see how in life these are the kinds of flexes you're at. I don't know if I can relate to it or any way, but it's fucking interesting to listen to. And the way he says it is just so confident that I really enjoy listening to it. And then having Nas come through right after and just kind of take it in almost that more like, I feel like conscious kind of way. Not so much, less flexy in the kind of I'm a billionaire way and more in this different kind of confidence, like a more toughness to it. But like, in a sense if he knows who he is like my instincts guide me through this curtis blow culture like that's the first thing he says it's not about his flexing his power via money it's like his power via like sense of self that comes through in his verse and i really appreciate that sentiment that comes through and again his delivery is fucking airy great to listen to rides this bait everything's fucking great with it i appreciate it a lot and then you get the DMX verse, which I feel like just takes it down to like this whole other grittiness of strength that gets exuded via the, I don't give a fuck what you think because I've been through all this hard shit and I'm willing to go through and be more intense than you to come in and just rob you or just smash you or just do the things that you're not even willing to come through and do. And his, his, his intensity again is just there. And I fucking, I just appreciate it a lot. I feel like this is kind of another track that, is this hype it just the last one felt like gritty but this one comes through with this super confident strength of how each of these guys just come through so depending on which energy you're most connecting to you kind of get each of them representing it with like three different lanes on this this is a fucking really excellent track it's like too early to give it like a perfect right but it's up there with like that four and a half to five range of dopeness all right i'm gonna move on to the next one there which is called so yeah, this is definitely a fucking other atmospheric track. I feel like that's what this album is really more so than anything that's super bar centric or like you're supposed to be here like bopping out trying to find like the most meaning in it. I don't know. I mean Swizz was all like, yo, there's all kinds of meaning in it. But I feel like it's more at this atmospheric energy level. Like now we've move past like that kind of flexiness in the last track into a whole other energy where it's like dmx is just flexing 
the versatility of the kinds of songs that he can excel on across his career. Uh, like, this is a party job. This is just fucking fun. You got that little intro, you know, you know, you just kind of like having fucking fun with each other. Like, you know, just kind of jabbing and it just feels like they're, they're friends that like just wanted to be in the lab having a good time. And then Lil Wayne just fucking runs through with like, who let the dogs out, who let the dogs out, a stretcher dog, or who next to call up. Like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say about these bars again. But at the same time, his delivery is just so fun. It's just so bouncy. The way he just rides that beat, it just makes you want to dance. It makes you want to get up and move. The way that DMX drops those ad-libs off of his lines just complements them all perfectly, creating this experience that you want to listen to like over and over and over again. Um, I really like the She Swallowed Puppies. You know, she got PETA on the whatever now. That was a fun line, um, just because it's got that goofy Lil Wayne charm with it. But overall, man, this has been like three tracks where I feel like we haven't really said a whole lot. But shit, have I enjoyed everything about the vibe and the flows and the energy and the way that it waves. Um, the chorus is just fun. Let the dogs out. Just repeating it. Just got this chant vibe to it. Like you just picture a bunch of people in the club kind of dancing to this, just having a good time. Like, I mean, I could see how this song ends up being circulated at the beginning of like little local rap shows and shit or just events and people fucking bopping out to it. I swear DMX's verse is the same kind of shit. He said a whole bunch of stuff. He's super intense. He's doing that shit where like somehow he's ready to fucking shoot you, rob you, do all the things. He's going to come and fuck you up in a way where it feels like Lil Wayne's having a bit of a loosier, goosier time with it. But still, that intensity, that way that he's able to bring that to a song like this and just make it work is really part of the charm of what makes DMX special. And I feel like this lands high. This is another amazing track to me. I'm going to put it at another four and a half on five. I mean, I can't say I've ever really put on DMX songs for like the wittiest and craziest bars. It's always for me been like the delivery, the intensity, the passion, the way he brings it. Half the time it's like, wait, what the fuck did he actually say? That's usually what goes on with it. And I feel like this is the kind of experience I'm going to have. Like, I don't care that it, like, he really could have just said anything in a lot of these songs and I would have vibed to it. But when you do get there, it still brings that same classic DMXiness that you're kind of looking for in life. Anyway, I don't want to be all redundant and pointless with it, so let's just move on to the next track, Money, Money, Money. Cool one. I really like this money bag feature. I like this beat a lot. It feels like fun. Like, I heard it, and I'm like, yo, that guy sounds, like, fresh with it. Like, that flow is just so, just so new, and it feels younger, and it has, like, a different energy to it, and I feel like it just works so well with DMX, too. The beat comes in proper. You get that, like, come on. And then it just starts, and that beat just makes you want to fucking move in a whole different way. And I think, really, that's the, the where this album's starting to shine, is how, is how different each and every one of these songs come off. Like, this is just a whole different vibe than the last one. And Moneybag brings it. He's coming at it with these kind of little witty bars. You know, ain't no such a thing as enough money. I want it all. Show me how to get it. That's something I can't recall. How you never did nothing but tell me uh, one for all. How the fuck you run up them M's without an Adderall. Um, I just feel like 
right away we get the sense that people in this track aren't necessarily sincere in their dealings with you or they aren't honest and we've come at this with a more specific topic as opposed to just the general sense of we're the best, we're coming at it with our energy, we're tough and intense. Here it's almost like we're starting to add in this little bit of an ethical part to the journey. Like people kind of act funny when it comes to money. And when it comes to money, there's never really enough of it. And people don't necessarily have the right energy with it. And it makes people maybe get a little more intense for it. I really like the reach for these carrots and get your ears hit, silly rabbit. I'm a dog, I'll bite, no bark, no flip my heart. Lambo truck with the stars that pay 200, some odd. And that's like a fucking like flex, you know? Like, I'm willing to come through. I got, and I like the carrots and the silly rabbit, because, you know, anyway, you guys get the bars. But it's like, it's fun. I feel like there was more like wittiness in this one in a more casual kind of way, whereas. The other ones were more, again, about the atmospheric intensity and like the Jay-Z bars were like billionaire bars. This feels more like what I'm used to in terms of bars, kind of in the more regular realms, not the regular. Yeah, I guess the regular realms of people who are not like freaking super successful with it, you know, um, love the rest of his verse. I love his cadence. I like how it kind of feels early on his flow, which which gives that kind of like intensity. I find a lot in drill music that I really enjoy. It's fucking dope. And then I like how DMX just kind of responds almost with this chorus, you know? We be talking slick, no charging, never spit, never lack. And then the money, money, money is like a response to that never lack. And I really like that placement. Now, from what I'm seeing here on Genius, these are from the DMX song, Time to Get Paid, which I'll be honest, I'm not that familiar with. And that's cool that they were able to go back to another part of his career, sample that in, and, and just make this the right chorus. I'm not sure uh, whose decision it was. I mean, for this for this whole album, I'm taking with a grain of salt that it was finished posthumously. And in moments like that, decisions will get made to complete songs. And I find that this was just fucking perfect that I didn't even realize it was a sample, except for that genius told me. However, you can kind of hear it sounds a, a teensy bit different once you get into the second verse. And um, I like it. DMX really just kind of breaks down to me with his chorus and his verse that at the end of the day, um, people who are desperate are going to go out of their way to do desperate things and they're going to come through and they're going to put cast to sleep and all this other intensity. And it almost feels like this lust for money just causes people to do all kinds of terrible shits and that nobody's real with it. And it makes them not like people. And, uh, Anyway, he comes through, he extorts, he gets his half, he does what he has to do. End of the day, I really like the track a lot. Um, this one is definitely, I think, one of my favorites so far on the project. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.75. I really like this. This is my shit. This album so far, the way it sounds, the missing, the mastering, the fucking beat, the, the way each rapper is delivering perfection, is is real nice. Let's listen to Hold Me Down. But this song is really beautiful. Like I feel like again, the tone just changed entirely, and the whole vibe changed in crazy ways. So if we think about the story of this album a little bit, I feel like that's my dog. We go back to the beginning. We get this sense of like where he really starts and the grittiness with the locks in them. Then we get basalts, which kind of has the excellence and the the highlights of everything dogs out kind of shows that party vibe that energy but still the intensity of it. everything about this point is almost flexing grandiosity uh big energies then money 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 kind of looks at this consumption angle where 
everybody kind of acts and wiles out in this pursuit of money and riches and then we get to hold me down where it feels like this veneer is being lifted and we're getting into more of the soul of dmx where it's like he, we get into his struggles in a more deep sense so the flip side of what happens with that pursuit of money is these dark emotions where it's like he's just given himself to god and it's just so powerful like the devil's working on me hard because god loves me as long as i'm in his graces it's gonna get ugly and it's just that shit where it's like nah the the, the more i struggle <clears throat> the more i have to go through it's more i know because i'm trying to live right and thus the temptation is there and it's fucking in my face but only he can judge me what another motherfucker say don't matter so i avoid the chatter and he kind of points out he's the baddest on the mic he does his shit and he proves his things and now it's like all things considered, when people talk all their shit, I don't think they remember how big DMX was from, like, that 99 to, like, 2003 run. He, like, debatably was one of the greatest at that time, like, hands down. And then held it down. Like, he's still, like, one of those names where, like, my mom knows DMX and shit, right? Like, so I can see how in light of the way people judge him and criticize him and maybe not everybody wanted to work with him or found him to be a liability, he knew that... God would guide him through his path and get him to where he needs to be. And I feel like Alicia just drops this gorgeous chorus that it's just nice. It's beautiful. She sings it. It's almost like a prayer, but it's almost like a prayer, but almost talking to God, but almost like God's responding with the you are beautiful. But it's almost like he feels that God is beautiful and the essence of it. I really like it. I really feel like it, it just it just hits. It's just soulful and gorgeous to listen to. Um, the beat also complements everything. It has that kind of prayer-esque vibe. It, it feels godly in the way that it comes, but it's still something you can rap on and just pour your heart out to, and you can hear that DMX did that. My favorite bar, though, is what I'm saying to you, uh, man, if you're not able to see what I'm saying to you, then you might not be, uh, be able to be just like reading the Bible to a baby. Some of y'all will get it, but most of y'all going to think I'm crazy. And that line is interesting because the babies can absorb musics and they can kind of remember shits, right? Then in theory, if you read the Bible to the baby at that point, then from the earliest ages possible, they're ingesting that shit. But at the same time, you could look at that and be like, well, you know, the baby's kind of like a baby and doesn't understand shit. So why are you fucking wasting your time with it? Either way, in light of all the dumb things he's done in his life, he knows only God can judge him and that he forever shall be, you know, strong with it because of it and i really love it then alicia holds it down for a while and really the way she delivers the lines and it's all because of you and i'm just so grateful at the end it's just so beautiful the way her voice just resonates with such power but listening to her cascade it down after dmx pouring his heart and soul out just felt like the perfect balance to create this emotional experience that kind of moves us along on the album and reminds us of the multiple layers that create the the complex character that is dmx um this is a beautiful song i'm gonna give it a four and a half on five again let's move on to skyscrapers so apparently the vocals for like bono's part it's been around for a real long time even though the x part is relatively new i really like these like kind of short x verses that are just packed with it I feel like instead of just stretching it on, he's just kind of coming in and dropping like the perfect amount for these songs. Like, I like, I like it a lot. Um, I was thinking like back in the day, it used to be like these five minute tracks a lot, these long ass verses and what. And I wonder like why it didn't go that route. But then I realized 
this is just beautiful perfect lengths of these verses like this one's what eight bars the next one's 12 bars maybe and overall it's just dope it's just dope to listen to but this is again like we've we've almost following up on the last topic of how god is such a powerful presence that like gives him the comfort and holds him down and then it's almost like to take that strength and to take your ambition and to raise it as high as you possibly can i really like the chorus i mean the idea of becoming skyscrapers is so fucking bizarre to me but i don't really hate it like it's just weird it's just like a weird idea because like i'm just picturing people becoming really large buildings <laughs> but i guess it's like representing great feats in your life i mean even building a skyscraper is pretty impressive but i've seen coal turn to diamonds is really powerful and you know a lot of people have come from really guttery pasts and turned themselves into truly incredible people that really are not what they were and have done so much great and amazing like swizz was saying like dmx has done a lot of amazing things to help people get off drugs even if he struggle with drugs himself and such so it's to see like the way people maybe even some of the most troubled people can go ahead to impact so many just so many it's wonderful honestly when it can be like that um but beginners is seen and is no longer a dream i guess what you pictured is now reality let's become ah the words to bottom's chorus is fucking wonky but the way he delivers it is so good i really like his vocals on this um but i was like it was kind of like weird to think that he did it now because it was so pristine because he's kind of old now but still though maybe he can deliver it still whatever it's a great chorus um but yo x's verse is amazing uh i feel like the first half of it is like very reminiscent of the last track like I, i'm closer to god but because i'm closer to god it's harder but then when he says that what's always been the joy with the pain that whole part where it almost sounds like he's about to cry while he's delivering the verse and he's just expressing this pain in a way where his voice breaks and shit like it's just that is pristine that is like like it's, it doesn't even feel like acting but it feels like when an actor does like a perfect delivery um then you got the next verse he's like i don't like better better get you comfortable comfort puts you to sleep even though it's up with you and i'm like that's fucking like that's crazy to think about like he almost doesn't want to get better he wants to suffer because the suffering keeps him focused enough to stay out of trouble because when he's better bad things like happen and break into cycles hate in our relationship but i love uh what i love hate it because it kills me love it for what it does every day i live every day i die i don't always laugh but every day i cry and it's just like to think about how sad that is that every day in his entire existence is this struggle and while some days have joy and laughter it doesn't matter what day it is he's going to cry and feel this pain and, uh, and he, he just like it's almost like in his desire to be closer to god the sacrifice of that makes it harder but because it's harder he can stay focused and that's how he knows he's doing well feeling the pain and, and everything is what keeps him grounded and it's, it's almost like heartbreaking to hear these words um i don't know and this is the humility. My words will live forever. Fuck my name. I just want to be her. Fuck the fame. Like, that's powerful shit. And it's just, you really live that shit. He was knowing to do things like turn down $2 million bags just because whatever, whatever was happening in his life. He's, he's just an incredible person. I love Bono's delivery on the bridge. The high note he hits on the the before sky and skyscrapers is just truly divine. This track's really great. I know I saw some people kind of making fun of the idea of this track's existence a little bit. But yeah, this is a, this is a 5 on 5 to me. I really like it a lot. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, I know that's my favorite so far. I know it's weird, but maybe not that weird to y'all. Anyway, let's move on to stick up skit. Um, this is fun. This just is party up is playing, which is funny because party up is a violent song for how like fun it is. Like it's a club banger. My mom sings the chorus to party up, but like right off the jump, it's like if I got to give you two cowards, then it's gonna be quick. I are you men that's been to jail before? Suck my dick and all you other cats that's run with you dumb click. You know, all, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just kind of like it, it's pretty hard. It goes into a lot of violence, like grandpa, like somebody with a hole in his chest. <laughs> anyway, I can't do the bars right now. You know how violent it is when you really break it down. So I, th I thought it was a fun little nod to that because it's like a fucking skit where they come through and then they shoot like, yo, let me let me do this little stick up here blast the little shots, say the little stuff, all the guys move to the left, all the women on the right, or whatever. If you're handicapped in the middle, if you move, I'll pop one of you. Oh, and if your ass is trouble, your ass up against the motherfucking wall. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was really funny. Like, it starts off, like, in a way you would expect it, that they just go really over the top with it. As far as the skit goes, I, I mean, it was a four and a half. I laughed. I thought it was fun. I thought it was clever. And... I don't know. Hearing party up is always going to make me smile for the rest of my life. So it gets those bonus points. I feel like it's a real nod to DMX. And it's a real, like, it's a pleasure to listen to it on this project. Let's listen to Hood Blues, which I've resisted listening to until this moment. This is just everything I kind of hoped it would be. I mean, it's got that gritty, Griselda-esque beat, which I suppose is a love or hate experience. Depending on who you are, I happen to really like it. I feel like this is definitely one of those beats that on your first listen it could be kind of irritating but once the sound settle and you kind of get it all mapped out and it mixes nice in your brain it's going to be like super enjoyable a real good groove and i like it a lot i mean right off the jump x does his intro and then just just you hear like the the doot 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 or whatever and you just know it's like yo westside gun and dmx on the same song and it just hates like this is fucking cool right I know, I know. Y'all watching this have already probably heard this song a hundred fucking times. Like, it was like 5,000 people on the Genius page 12 minutes before the album drops. So I get it, but I haven't heard it before this. Um, As far as the bars go, I made a rule. Me trying to like break down Griselda bars gets goofy. I can appreciate the sentiment of what they're saying. Um, Westside Gun is effectively doing real good fucking uh, crushing shit. He's... uh very flamboyantly taking out the in violence and both success his coke dealings and whatnot the power that he brings to the table um i just i really like i'm on the yard doing burpees me dropping fresh i don't know man just the idea of him like in the middle of it all just getting his fitness on and doing his shit is just fucking a, a good enjoyable thing i like the fact that he drops the tesla bars that he just comes through with it attacks the fucking uh, internet people it's like i don't know it's basically everything I love in the West Side verse, the delivery, the ad libs, the f the fucking sheer confidence of it. I'm not going to pretend like I get everything he's saying. I enjoy listening to everything he's saying. Um, I like the flexes. I like the new Yeezys. Only me and Ye with them. Like, that's a pretty big flex. And it's pretty interesting how powerful Ye's are that they've reached this point in life. I do remember when people didn't like it. And then phew, the butcher coming. 
I just got even more excited because Benny is my favorite. I like the the pristine way he cuts up his shit, the 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 flamboyant arrogance, but like. Sorry, not the flamboyant, the nonchalant arrogance that he brings to the table. Just the, uh, you know, I don't fuck, not arrogance, arrogance is the wrong, confidence. These dudes just have this, this ability to just, like, like they're, they're the trifecta, right? Benny's coming at it with the more almost intellectual, calculated approach. Uh, Westside has that super flamboyant over the topness, and Conway just feels a little more ruthless, is kind of how I get off, uh, get the vibe from each of them, right? And I feel like that's brought to here then, but I also like this like little humility in it. Like, you know, Griselda's got the top spot, but like, yo, I gave my life to the game, but what do I got, you know, just to jump ahead? Uh, father, these how I don't even know my pops, and it's just like, yo, with the responsibility that's been given to me, it's like I don't even fully understand how to process the situation. This flip loan that I, I got don't connect to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such an interesting line. But also, it's probably a really good way to, like, not get caught to have some, like, low-end tech. Like, if you're trying to, like, go out there and, and just stay, like, hidden in this world. I like the way his verse fits. I just feel like he just does it right. Um, Conway's also got the intensity. His verse, I feel like it's a little bit longer than the other ones, but I'm not even mad. It just it just flows. It just hits. Um, I really like the shooter 14, can't read or write, but he's going to squeeze his pipe. We, just, we was trying to sell a key at night because now I said a G at night wasn't good enough, and he was right. Um, I talked to a guy who grew up in Buffalo and was describing how like serious the situation is and how not exaggerating they were with regards to the intensity of it. He was he was telling me a story about how he was playing basketball with his boys one time and he just heard a bunch of gunshots like a couple blocks away, real close, possibly even closer. And they were real close to the end of the game, so they just finished it before they left because the normalcy of this kind of environment. I'm like, fuck, I'm from Montreal. That's not at all what it's like over here. Um, I just enjoyed the fact that he shows the harshness of his environment um, and then kind of like where he's at and the lack of support to get to where he's at. But at the end of the day, he's still there and he pulled it off and he, he made it happen and he's a boss and he's, he just ends it with like, I'm a Harlem at Lighthouse eating lobster fries, vegan shooter with me. I got mobster ties. And I like that because you can just picture that imagery of a bunch of mobsters like eating a bunch of lobsters and shit up in a fancy restaurant and just being at this elevated point, whereas once upon a time you were from a different uh, era. And then I like that DMX kind of brings his like own New York, I'm going to rob you energy to the table rather than fully, well, not uh, like NYC, I should have said, I guess. Um like energy to it that's different like he grew up on the dark side apartheid and right away he's not even trying to do their flows he's playing on pauses a lot more he's just bringing a lot more dynamics i find into his vocal range like he almost breaks down crying later on in the verse or kind of sounds a little more insane when he goes um sometimes i can't manage all the shit in my head and he comes in he's got like the guns and whatnot he might rob you or whatever but it just feels very true to him but it also sounds really great next to the Griselda line who they're like their experiences are a lot more similar with their environments and then X is over here just kind of bringing his circumstances to it showing that like they're kind of all in the same place but with different like attitudes with it I also really like the um I don't punk more than Ashton Kutcher bar because it's just kind of a funny way to point out like to bring Ashton Kutcher into a bar about like killing people or taking people out is just really fun or robbing them or whatever the term actually means see I don't really know I'm just guessing here 
Anyway, this shit's fucking banging. I'm gonna give it a five on five. I liked it a lot, and I'm gonna listen to it again. Um, let's move on to uh, the next one. Take control. This is such a cute and fun song. I know it's kind of goofy, but like, this is some old dudes writing a fun ass sex song. Like, they trying to be like young again, but it works, and it works in the funnest way possible. Um, the Marvin Gaye sample just lets you know it's gonna be sexy, and it just feels like DMX like yeah, some sexy shit right here, baby. And it's just funny because it's like we just went from the god shit to the fucking murder hood shit to like, mm, nah, I gotta go fuck some bitches. That's the feeling we got, and it's like, yeah, I suppose that song should be on the album, right? If we are getting the full DMX experience, that song has always been on his projects, but I feel like it just just moved into it so quick out of nowhere, and the the vibe and the energy went from like super serious to like I'm seriously giggling, um, and DMX has lots of girls, all these people flying from different places, and. He's kind of like, you know, surprised when they were there, didn't even know they were gone, whatever. They're just kind of casual with it. What do you want me to say? I don't give a fuck with your questions. You give a negative impression and you want to see me stress and you want about to learn a lesson. Got on um, some new shit like a motherfucking head. I'm going to get me a new bitch who care. Relax, boo-boo, keep shit moving. It's like I can get what girls I want. So basically... um. I don't give a fuck about your questions. Put up with my shit or else. Typical, like, I'm a guy doing my thing and I have options and either conform to my desires or get out. But all that being said, his delivery smashes, his energy's there. And it kind of reminds me of shit like what these bitches want. And I really liked it. Snoop Dogg's verse is fucking hilarious but well delivered. Uh, the lovey dovey you love me until you're thinking of me is it's really tight but it's also fucking hilarious um i put my dick on your back too and a sleeping on me and then i'm like oh we go in there and i just feel like it's fun um he's just kind of smashing her he wants just bringing it in he's doing his thing what else is he supposed to say and then all of a sudden she want to fuck with a crip like nip so i dip I guess that isn't like him. I don't really know what that bar meant. Somebody want to explain it? That'll be hella fresh. But yeah, barking a bell, get back in the ocean like a shark or a whale. Don't tell. I feel like he's down on some OPP shit. He's just doing his shit and he's just being Snoop. And I felt like it was super appropriate to have Snoop Dogg be on this track. It is kind of a good Snoop Dogg feature to have when you have all the other guys doing the gangster shit. Snoop has that versatility to be the proper give a lady the dick down. Then DMX does the dick down verse. Okay, what you hate about me is what you love me. Worship the ground I walk on, don't give a fuck about me. And I feel like all of a sudden, we just got this like description of what it's like to be a celebrity fucking groupies over time when you realize how valueless you are to them, even though they're obsessed with you. And I'm like, whoa, wasn't the direction I was expecting this to go, but it's really powerful. Playing with my heart, man, it's a dangerous game. Put this dick up in your stomach, have you saying my name? So it's like the girls are trying to get him to fall in love and toying with him, but they're really just obsessed with his dick, but they're really just kind of obsessed with who he is. And then I love the gorilla fuck that ass. Like nobody says that shit. You see it in porn sometimes, but nobody says that shit. You clearly know what he's fucking into. I, I just like it. Leave that pussy sopping sucker. For, you know, he's just, he's like, you just feel like he's a wild guy to bang with. Um, and then he flips it, sends you back to your baby father hating him. 
because he's like, why are you mad? You know why? He won't be like me, not I or whatever. Never be that person that's going to watch the kids while my wife was in the street sucking another dick. And I'm like, so he smashes her and goes through all this, sends her home. And then she hates him because she's not him and she's not he's not him because at the end of the day, he's never going to be in a position where some lady's out doing that shit. And that guy is going to be that dude. And I feel like he got real meta in this song all of a sudden. But back to this smooth chorus. And then I love the giggly sex joke bit at the end. That cracked me the fuck up a little bit. All right. We've moved along quite a way into this project. There's three real songs left. Two skits. Why don't we talk about... Uh, sorry, two real songs left. Two skits. Why don't we talk about the next uh, track, Walking in the Rain? Yeah, it's so cool that he's got his kid on the track there. I really like it a lot. I think it adds such a beautiful charm to this. Just, dear God, watch over me. Watch over mommy and daddy. Watch over all of God's children. So that's cool that it starts with like his immediate family, and then his kid just extends it to everyone. And then at the end, when his kid just joins him with the walking in the rain, it's so beautiful. I like it a lot. It And the chorus is so strong. It's so sentimental. And it just kind of like, you just picture him walking in the rain of his life, feeling the desperation that he feels as he tries to cope with the relationships in the world that he's in. And you can just picture him being out there lamenting and kind of reminiscing on where he come from. I grew up with the thing, hard living, found out the source of the pain, God given. He left me with no shelter in the rain, but I learned to stay dry and so it wasn't in vain. So... God put him in hard circumstances. He learned how to navigate through them, so it was good. Um, you know, every time you go through something, there's something to gain. You only truly suffer if you remain the same. So as long as you can progress in life and learn the lessons, you get benefit out of it. But it's by being static and not really evolving as a person that you suffer. And you got to remember that Satan was an angel, and they got to be mindful of all the different things around you. Speak your heart and talk your mind. You know, it's it's just really like him kind of reflecting on, I guess, all of the lessons he is, but then reminding you at the end of the day, he's still DMX, and if you fuck with him, just for the sake of people, he will take you out. Then you get Danan's gorgeous chorus, um, the people who don't give him the flowers, and especially Danan singing, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, he has had such an illustrious career, but, like, nobody really talks about him much because he's kind of always in the shadows of a lot of people like being the guy between Nas and DMX on this song but he just does such a beautiful thing with it right I don't always get my share of roses for me sunny days are always coming and going it's like my life's not perfect it's always going to be hard and I always gave for you but at the end of the day why are you where are you when I'm out here walking on my own and nobody's got my back like that and I, I feel that. I really feel that kind of sorrow with it. And then the way he harmonizes with X on that chorus, oh my gosh, it just sounds beautiful and perfect and just completes it. Naz's verse is really strong. His precision is absolute. Um, it kind of just seems to be reflecting on the current state of things. Like people are re-entering a dark ages. Like almost like he left this thing and he's kind of sad to see people returning to it. You know, with the cops and the harsher environments of it. But then it's almost like I could have chosen the path of harshness, but I could have still been bitter, but I've kind of gotten over that. 
um instead i want to give to people i want to kind of elevate make my life more grandiose and shit so it kind of flips from like the jails and the harshness into my life's fucking incredible and i really like the turn a man into a millionaire just to tell you how good my day went but that, that's pretty a fucking flex like to be able to make somebody that rich is the kind of place i want to be with but i love how he ends the verse kind of commenting on not really stressing about your friends per se and like if you have your day ones that's amazing if you don't that's what it is too and if you see your people all the time that's cool sometimes you don't and i feel like just having somebody who's like kind of older be like you know friends are weird they just kind of come and go and shit don't worry about it you're supposed to evolve i'm like yo nuts that's a very helpful thing to put into the universe chorus bangs out like i said kid smashes it at the park and it's fucking wonderful i'm gonna go ahead and give this shit a 4.75 on 5. Let us move on to the Exodus skit. That's real cute again. I mean, I guess it's kind of to drive it home. Like, Exodus is the name of the project. I didn't even realize that when I did my whole introductory bit that his son's name is Exodus. So, I'm certain somebody left a comment. I didn't get to this part of the album review where I proceeded to be like, Oh, I get it. I didn't even think about that. So it adds all sorts of extra fucking layers to the title and the verse being about his children multiplying and shit. That's fucking fire. So I guess it's here to really drive home the point that Exodus is his kid. Um, and it's really cute. And it's really his excitement. It just makes me want to have kids and procreate and shit. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Four, four, four point two five. It's cute as fuck, but it is what it is. It's like gorgeous for the album piece as an individual track. It's kind of what it is, but for the album, it's just such a perfect intro. It's, it's such a perfect follow up to the last one and build up to the next track, "Letter to My Son." This is a really, um, a really heavy song. Uh, that verse feels like he's talking to one of his children. I feel like he's his like oldest kid. Uh, cause he says that, but it almost feels like he's estranged and he doesn't talk to him. So it's somebody that probably got to grow up watching some of the harshest parts of his dad's drug addiction and stuff. So like knowing that, and then, you know, like when you hear the chorus and everything and consider, consider what happened, right? Like, uh, with him passing and knowing that wondering, like, is he ever going to get a chance to get that call type of thing? It's fucking big. It's like this painful situation of a father trying to be like yo i'm mad at you stills but yo we both have to get over ourselves like dear son i look in your eyes and see my own you look in my eyes and see my throne and i'm like he's like i see myself in you but you just see the pedestal and the world and everything around me and he's like how many times i tried to talk to you explain to you see it didn't mean a thing to you love you but right now i want to bite you i want to give you a hug but i might bite you be a man about it we can admit when we're wrong um and it's like yo we have our you just get the sense that the relationship was complicated that they fought a lot that things didn't go right and that because of the dynamic of who they are him being dmx him being the kid and just not being able to communicate properly or understand or empathize it, it probably created a lot of friction and then he goes come on love that kid shit you are maybe he has his son has his own kid that did some situations is i don't know maybe it's other siblings and stuff i i don't know and maybe then because if you paid attention to a saw it coming but a man looking in the eyes of a woman 
I guess that's like, you know, you you had some unprotected moments or something. I don't really know that much, but he kind of like comments on the fact that he's kind of just got a lot more kids because he just did what he did and that led to more siblings and he loves them all the same and he just had to say it and then <clears throat> just candidly talks about drugs and hopes that kept his own sons about kids away from it. I mean, you know, you got to get past your toys, become a, a growing up. We could have been like homies, but you know that's not what happened it's not what this song is here because we're not and he just drops this number i don't know if that's an address or a phone number and he's like give me a call um and i love you and he's like that's just like yo give me a call this isn't like a fucking ruse i don't know how else to reach you so just do it and then you get that beautiful beautiful fucking chorus from usher yeah i let you down should have been there i let you down not too late not too late can't leave you yesterday but i can learn from my mistakes not too late it ain't too late to call your father and i have my own complicated relationship with my dad where it's hard for me to pick up the phone and call him and then you hear shit like this you're like i should fucking call my father because it is just meant to be a reminder to all of us out there that we can get over ourselves a little bit and put in more of that effort because there is a finite amount of time and then mr x passes and then this song comes out and you're like shit hey that's kind of big so I like the fact that he has like his youngest son on the last track and then he writes this letter to his oldest track on this one. Um, and it's just really emotional. There's a lot of musical bridges, like strings and sounds and emotional sentiment and shit. And it, it really just hits hard. It's a beautiful song. It's a five on five. It's a perfect song. Like, I don't know what else I could say. It's, it's great. Let's move on to the last one. The last prayer we're gonna get from the DMX prayer series. So it feels like this was done at a, a live event somewhere. Apparently this is also produced by Kanye West, according to Genius. So I guess maybe it was at one of the Kanye things. And I just think it's gorgeous. Um I mean the prayer the prayers are all, are really powerful pieces. They're just like these spoken word poetries that are just these prayers that flow in rhyme, a cappella style and he pours his heart out. And I think it's really fitting that, like, the last track, I guess, in his discography is going to be a prayer upon which it's really a call to to everybody to kind of recognize that the complacency that the world has kind of fallen into, being comfortable in the middle, as he puts it, where instead of accepting God and allowing ourselves to, to kind of elevate and recognize that we're not living the best lives that we're living we're not achieving the greatness we're not even allowing ourselves to grow because like we just get to these places and i kind of get where he's coming from you see it a lot in the middle class people get to these comfortable zones and years of their lives go by and he's touched on it a couple times in the album that the idea of being comfortable is suffering and not growing and that's very problematic and I just think it's it's really great to just hear him pour this out, this idea that we all need God and just to represent it and that he just prays that we can open our mind and, and become become more almost accountable for who we are to recognize truth and lie and to be stronger and better than we've been. It's a beautiful ending. I'm going to give it a 4.25 because it is what it is with like the fucking, I'm not, I don't really listen to the prayers all that much, but... 
like on the album it's it's a really beautiful way to end it and to just kind of like close off this like legacy um i'm gonna wrap up with the the album review grades and whatnot i totally feel this project's like a 4.5 ish um i don't know if i'm gonna feel like it is like that in the future this is the first time i've really sat with it it's 128 in the morning on the day it came out i basically ran through it live here um but i feel like it's a super cohesive work where dmx shows multiple sides from that gritty street shit to the goofy sex song to the fucking emotions to the aspirational be the best you can be like this feels like a journey of his life and i get it now it starts off with like the the kind of circumstances that brought him in with the crew that brought him in including jay-z and nas right these are the guys like who were there back in the day with him and they're all kind of celebrating together now on that ridiculously great track and then as the as the album flows through it's like we get to the money being the root of evil which leads us to god which leads us to kind of you know reflecting on how we're we've succeeded now but coming from harsh circumstances in the future and then moving on to the offspring of his life and it's like by the end of it we get like a really complete picture of who he is as a person today in like the later parts of it and i'm really glad that this album exists and i really recommend it to anybody that fucks with dmx on that note i really gotta get to bed soon still gotta edit this right quick i appreciate all of you being here thank you for real reels uh definitely like subscribe comment let me know what you thought be kind of not so harsh with the fucking i fucked up parts because it's the middle of the night and shit um you know special thanks to the patrons is milk at chris Pat, jonathan brian cj black Kirk, and linda williams and scribble the dope they support what we do if you want to support what we do you can too patreon.com slash behind that suit on that note live long and prosper everyone